So we've created this whole storyline. When you really think about it, there's not, in our reasoning, is not as objective as we think. We're filtering facts. We're creating assumptions. We're basing it on the way we view reality based on what we've been taught and the mental models and beliefs that we have. I'm Janet Ioli, and you're listening to Power Presence Academy, practical wisdom for leaders. If you're looking for leadership mentoring, advice, or just a dose of inspiration, I've got you covered. Join me as I share leadership tips and lessons of experience from experts and from executives at the top of their game. This is your go-to place for all things leadership. It doesn't have to be lonely at the top. Let's go. I spend at least 40 or more hours a week listening to and talking to people about their personal and leadership development, both one-on-one and in groups. Now, when you spend this amount of time, day after day, year after year doing this, you can't help but notice what tends to keep coming up. What does come up repeatedly are the false narratives people create about any given person or situation based upon the false assumptions they are making. Yes. The assumptions you make about any given person or situation can be fundamentally flawed, and you probably don't realize it. Most of us don't realize that our assumptions are flawed. And this drives you to take actions that are less impactful than you would like. And it is all a result of what story you are making up. And yes, we are all making up our own interpretation of any given situation about a person or a situation. And while many of us describe and see ourselves as objective and non-judgmental, the reality is probably closer to the opposite, just based upon the way our human thought processes work. Much of our mind is operating unconsciously. And as a result, we can't really see our own flawed assumptions. So in today's episode, what I want to do is how do you think about your own flawed assumptions and offer you a framework to think about how we go about having flawed assumptions because we all have them and perhaps a way to alleviate or minimize the flawed assumptions that we do make just based on our unconscious thinking patterns. So let me give you an example. I lived, as many of you know, who listen to this podcast or who know me, I lived in Greece for the duration of my childhood, all the way up through adolescence and high school. And my mom is Greek. So I was socialized in the Greek culture. And in the Greek culture, as in any culture, any type of culture that we're socialized in, there are some collectively socialized beliefs that form norms of behavior. And these norms of behavior are taught to us as the right way to act or respond in any given situation. And each culture has their own little version of what's right and what's wrong. And unless you're indoctrinated in that culture, you may or may not know what those norms are. 
And over time, you learn that these norms are the basis of your interactions with others and that they're expected. So these behaviors that that you operate with. For example, I'll give you a Greek cultural norm that I learned growing up is that when you visit someone at their house, whether it's for dinner, coffee, or whatever other reason or occasion, you are expected and it is polite and it's not polite not to do this, to bring the host some small token of appreciation. This is usually in the form of flowers, a dessert, wine, or some sort of gift for the children of the house, if there are any children in the house. It is a shared cultural norm of behavior. And there's an underlying belief of this norm that it is considered rude not to show this appreciation in this form of expression. So bottom line, if you don't bring something, you're considered rude. That's how others will see you. And so that's how you're indoctrinated in the cultural norm. So several years ago, I was at the house of a childhood friend living here in the United States. So we weren't in Greece, but she was of Greek heritage and she's Greek American. And she had invited a group of people to her house for an informal barbecue. And many of the people attending were also of Greek heritage. So they had, they were Greek American, not everybody, but quite a few people that were attending. One after another, just as if it was by clockwork, people showed up and each had a token of appreciation as they arrived at the party. Some brought homemade cakes, some brought bottles of wine, flowers, and the like. And as I just sat there on the patio sipping a bottle of water, I overheard the following conversation. They have no manners, one person whispered. I know. The other confirmed, some people are just plain rude. My ears perked up when I heard the rude comment and I stretched my ears and tried to tune out the noise so I could hear the rest of the conversation clearly. Now, I know I was eavesdropping, but I was very curious. I think they're just cheap, the woman proclaimed righteously. Yes, rude and cheap, the other one agreed, and she laughed. And then they proceeded to change subjects. Hmm. Rude and cheap. So were those people they were discussing at the party really rude and cheap? Kind of a harsh judgment of someone they didn't even know, don't you think? Rude and cheap. There we go. Judgment. Now here is what has happened here. The two women observed a couple come to the gathering. They also observed that this couple came without bringing a gift to the host. Out of that limited observation, they selected that they came without a gift. Fact, because that was a fact. They did come without a gift. Then they took this fact and interpreted it and developed a theory and a belief to explain that interpretation and also to justify that interpretation. Then they had a mutual conversation about their mutual judgment of the situation. So what that was not bringing a gift is unacceptable behavior. These people came to the party without gifts. When you don't bring a gift, you are rude. This is driven by not wanting to spend money. Thus, these people who did not bring gifts to the host are cheap and rude. 
Think about that. Think about that thought process. That's how we come up with our assumptions. We create the storyline. Because of this, then this, because I have this belief, etc. If you are listening to this and thinking, yeah, but I don't do this. That's so judgmental. Think again. Stand back and really think about how many times you have pulled out select facts, made your own story about them, and applied your own set of theories and beliefs to create a conclusion. And ultimately, had these conclusions that you drew out drive your actions. That's just how our thinking processes work, and they work quickly. That's how our assumptions work. So what is this? An explanation of this thinking process was developed by Chris Argyris, a former professor at the Harvard Business School. And I think this is really important for us as leaders and as humans to understand because it really affects how we go about not only in decision-making, but our snap judgments about people and how we go about acting unconsciously. He calls this the ladder of inference. This ladder describes the reasoning process we use to make meaning out of events. So we all make meaning out of what is happening around us and we have a reasoning process. And this process that he described is similar to the story I just described. So here's how we go about reasoning and then drawing conclusions. Number one, we observe reality and facts, right? So we observe what we see as facts. Now, number two is we filter facts based on our prior knowledge and experience. So I'm filtering. So what do I do with all this, right? I filter the facts. Then number three, we interpret those filtered facts and then we make up what they mean because we're making meaning out of this, right? And so that is subjective. Even though we think we're being really objective, there's a subjective part of there because we've already filtered some of those facts based on, remember, the belief that I was learned in my culture, right? That not bringing a gift, I hone in on that. And so immediately I filtered that fact and now I'm interpreting what that means. And then number four, we create assumptions based upon that meaning that we make. And number five, we draw conclusions based on what we believe. Six, we create beliefs and further conclusions based upon our interpretations. And seven, we take action based on these conclusions and beliefs. So we've created this whole storyline. When you really think about it, there's not, in our reasoning, is not as objective as we think. We're filtering facts. We're creating assumptions. We're basing it on the way we view reality based on what we've been taught and the mental models and beliefs that we have. Now, all of this is normal reasoning and it makes sense. It serves us well. And part of the time, it helps us function reasonably and rationally. And we think we're operating and thinking rationally. But it's really dangerous because the problem with it is that as a result of going through this process, more often than not, we're convinced, we are convinced that our conclusions are right. 
But see, here's, here's the kicker. And I see this all the time, right? And I, I do it. And I know this is how we communicate at work, at home, et cetera. Other people are going through the exact same reasoning process, but their filters have different facts based on their unique experiences. And they interpret and make up stories based on their own beliefs and conclusions, which are different because they're starting with some different fundamentals at the beginning. Remember, the fundamental was in Greece, not bringing something to a party is being rude and cheap. All right. And that you're expected to bring something. So I'm starting with that mental model in my head and that belief and that assumption. And so all the facts that I'm using, I'm filtering through that lens. And there are so many lenses. I mean, think about all the misunderstandings we have with people, how we think we're right about something, but we have gone through this process and so have they. And those other people that think their differing conclusions are the right ones, they too are smart, reasoning people who are using the exact same process. No wonder conflict and communication issues are rampant in our interactions and relationships. We're all following this ladder, right? This ladder of inference. And so what do you do? So how do we get to be more objective or at least recognize that we do this? I think the beginning is recognizing that we all do this. And so rather than trying to prove our rightness, There are a few things that we can do to monitor our own tendency to jump to conclusions, assumptions, and judgments that may not really be valid because we've blocked the listening based on the story we're making up. I think this is an ongoing process of self-monitoring and pausing to look at our own need to be right and our own need to come to a judgment or a conclusion because we are rewarded. We are rewarded as leaders for our great decision-making, our conclusions, and instead strive to be curious and seek to understand different perspectives because knowing right off the bat that our reasoning process, all of our reasoning processes are flawed on some level. So every time you find yourself making a swoop judgment or assumption, pause, just pause and do a self-check. Ask yourself these questions. And over time, hopefully it'll become a habit because we all need this. We need it in organizations. Often in meetings, I observe, I'm a victim of this myself, of waiting to prove that I'm right. You know, I must have the answer, right? Because I've analyzed it and we're rewarded for being quick decision makers and we're rewarded for being quick thinkers and having this wonderful critical thinking process. But I want you to start thinking about, hey, the story I'm making up about this may be flawed and realize that I am making up a story about this. So ask yourself these questions every time, just before you start off on this assumption and judgment of, well, they're cheap and rude, right? How do I know this? What facts am I missing? What assumptions am I making? Because we're always making assumptions. What beliefs or values am I basing this conclusion on? 
And then this is a really important question to ask yourself. And this is the power of the pause. Rather than being right, ask yourself this question. What could be an alternate perspective or storyline here? Let me say that again. What could be an alternate perspective or storyline here? And then finally, and this is the most important piece because it honors curiosity and it honors suspension of judgment. What questions can I ask to clarify or to test my assumptions? What we usually don't realize is how much of what we believe is based on our own filtering of information. We filter information. The stories and cultures we were socialized with and the limitations of the experiences we have had up until now contribute to that filtering. While all of these things can be enriching and bring to each of us a unique perspective and a point of view, because we've all had different experiences and different socialization, they can also really serve to limit the lenses from which we see the entire system we are operating in, because we're really seeing one slice based on our own experience. And then we become narrow in our own perspective, not opening it up to see other perspectives. So the important piece here is pausing to step back and move away from these limited lenses and challenge our own beliefs. That's the important piece. And it's a big step towards learning to be more aware of the limitations of our own flawed assumptions. I think the self-awareness piece is the big piece here, is being aware that, yes, my assumptions are flawed. (laughs) And that takes humility. It takes humility and it takes an ability to really look inside and self-monitor yourself and say, okay, there are other perspectives out there And my perspective is filtered, just like everybody else's. I think another important piece is reminding ourselves to stay open and curious and to constantly challenge our own assumptions about any given person or situation. And it's a great antidote to the limitations of the flawed lenses we all look through. And it's also a great way to foster more collaboration, inclusiveness, and better relationships challenge your own assumptions. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. And always remember this. Every single moment you have a choice in what you say, what you do, and how you make people feel. Pause and make those choices wisely and intentionally. Because every single moment, those choices are who you become as a leader. See you next time.